Welcome to the Courtney Jenner Podcast. I'm here with Dr. Justina Talbe. We're at the Healing for the Ages conference in Dallas, Texas. And she was just starting to tell me this story. She was on the speaking circuit and then she became incredibly ill and she's been battling that. But it seems like there's a whole story behind it. So I thought we would do an interview and she will tell both of us at once. So how are you doing today? I'm doing marvelous. Great to hear that. Yes. So so what happened? You were doing this, you were on the speaking circuit. Yeah, we were uh, speaking around Texas, mm -hmm. uh, going against the, talking about the vax, mm -hmm. talking about the detriment, telling people that they needed to wait and see and not take the vax. Mm -hmm. And then I was at the Reawaken America mm -hmm. tour where I met quite a lot of people mm -hmm. and I scheduled um, several interviews, mm -hmm. but the next week I went to do an assignment in the emergency room and I was able to finish my assignment, mm -hmm. but I was already deathly ill. Um, uh, well, I had to travel from Lubbock back to Houston and it was a miracle that I made it till. Wow. Yeah. But what were the symptoms? Well, the symptoms I was having is I just felt... I wasn't myself, mm -hmm. and I was uh, um, just passing a lot of urine. Mm -hmm. So there was too many things going on. So one was I had bilateral pneumonia, which they diagnosed that very day, but, and also uh, my blood sugar was out of whack. So apparently the COVID had damaged so much that I didn't even have the strength to carry my suitcase. The taxi driver had to help me. Wow. Uh, and go ahead. Yeah, no. Uh, so, what, what did what did you do? You seemed well, to be well. So, well, I asked my son to take me to the emergency room. That I was very ill. Yeah, so he took me to my emergency room where I worked, right. and uh, they found out that my pulse ox was like seventy nine, and that I was really, really ill. Mm -hmm. And they had to transfer me to a bigger hospital, where I was admitted, and I stayed for twelve weeks, six days in ICU, and the rest of the time was in the MIU. Wow. What helped? So this is December 2021. What helped you? <laughs> well, I had researched COVID in 2019, so I had all the stuff ready to treat. In 2019, yeah. I researched it. This is before it supposedly broke out. Yes, I researched yes. it, and I wrote down all my protocol that I would that I'd been using on the patients, and I never lost any COVID patient, and any, any COVID patient that came with postdocs, they would come sometimes with lower than 70 and I would be able to have them healed and well in two hours. I prayed over them first and then I gave them, gave them my protocol and it was like bam, 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 a few things. I'd, and they go and they're laughing with joy as they leave, but I didn't get the same treatment. I was quickly slapped on oxygen and cut it off to some big emergency hospital. Wow. Within hours. Within hours. And I... What was the protocol? They gave me my Dazlam mm -hmm. and I was unconscious for f five days. On the sixth day, I woke up and I asked them um, if I was there just 24 hours. They just laughed at me and they said, oh, no, you've been here for six days. Did you say you didn't remember any of it? You were at I home, right? I, Well, I, I, I was asleep, but I remembered going in and then I remembered uh, what happened afterwards. But it was really, really bad because they put me on... 100 liters of oxygen. I didn't need 100 liters of oxygen mm. at only 79 percent, you know. Right. So my children knew. So I told them, as sick as I was, uh, I was, I told them, 
or to bring me to the hospital so that I could be well. So I, I gave them the list and also a nebulizer so mm -hmm. I could have bedosinide and all that. Yeah. And um, God took me out of that ICU, thank God. And later on, the attending physician asked me if why I didn't tell them I was a doctor because I didn't say anything for two weeks. So they didn't know all the things they had done. I documented it right. afterwards. And um, they tried very hard to push randoms away on me and also intubation, you know. And I refused, of course. Mm -hmm. yeah. Told them I would leave against medical advice. Yes. It was a very arduous recovery. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yes. And what did you give your patients who... You, well, know, you, gave them pro you prayed for them, but then you gave them a protocol. The first thing I would do is I'll order an IV immediately. They didn't give me one single IV in all the 12 weeks I was in the hospital. And that's bad. Yeah. So I put them, uh, put them on IV. I give them solumedrol, uh injectable. Okay. And then I will give them IV Citromax. And then I will give them uh, Toral just to help with their aching uh, joints and, mm -hmm. and muscle, then um, I would fight sometimes for the hospital pharmacist to give me ivermectin and I would give them ivermectin. Right. <laughs> and then I would write uh, all the orders for budosinite, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, Z-pack, mm -hmm. um, dose pack, mm -hmm. um, cough syrup, ciproheptin to prevent uh, pulmonary fibrosis. And then I would give them, uh, what else? It was like a theo and I'm, I'll write a prescription for nebulizer, which was only $40. Nice. So they went home and within 48 hours they were well. Wow, that's amazing. So what, what, what are your plans now? My plans okay. now? Very good. I'm glad you asked. I'm hoping to gather with some uh, like-minded physicians mm -hmm. to establish a way for us to... Uh, 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 build infrastructure mm -hmm. and as well as mobile units right here in the United States at first but then to the rest of the world uh, hospitals mm -hmm. and those mobile units to take healthcare in the 21st century our healthcare is becoming very dangerous right. and we need to that's why I come to this conferences mm -hmm. this people this healthcare professionals, this chiropractors, are superbly intelligent, mm -hmm. well-researched. Yes. So I'm taking their stuff and I'm going to make my own protocol bigger and better and then I will take it to the rest of the world. And so there are three doctors that I'm talking to now. Okay. Um, oh, two doctors, sorry. And actually, I met the third one, yes. So and we are going to be having meetings mm -hmm. to talk about our protocol for building these hospitals. We want an alternative. I know IFLCC is mm -hmm. doing that, but I was born to do this. I've been preparing since I was 11 years old. Wow. Okay. Yes. And why? What happened when you were 11? Well, I was walking around in my boarding school in Nigeria and I had a voice come through the sky and it says, you will be a doctor and you will build me hospitals all over the world. I'm going, okay. And I ran. And I was a kid. And then when I was 14, I gave my life to the Lord Jesus Christ. And he actually uh, appeared to me. I know it's crazy, but he did. And he changed my name to Justina and told me that I will have a great destiny and I wasn't going to die. I was going to heal mm -hmm. and I will do the job for him. And so these people are coming together with me now. And I'm so excited because I've been waiting and planning and I even have business plans. I have everything all marked out as how these hospitals are going to be built up. Now, Dr. Farella, 
Mm-hmm. Angie Forever, she just told me, uh, she's one of the doctors I'm talking with, okay. that there are 6,000 graduates from medical school that cannot find a residency. Mm-hmm. So we will, we're glad to take this one sure. and retrain them our way. Yeah. She's to give no medicine. The doctor of the future, yeah. which we are, we are the healers of yeah. the future, will give no medicines. You know, if I have to do the bedosan or whatever, on an urgency, but right. we're going to treat them like these people are treating, you know, antiplasmids and mm-hmm. stuff like that, you know. Yeah, no, that will be great. Some sort of uh, natural healing and uh, prophylactic well, care. It's going to be God healing. Yeah. You know, there are no doctors in heaven, is there? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they're there, but they don't practice medicine. Right. How can you practice medicine when you're with the Lord of life? Right, right. Yeah. And I would imagine people are healthy there, right? That's uh... Yeah, exactly. So meantime here, uh, I didn't understand why God wants to build hospitals. But he started telling me, said the new hospitals are not going to be like the old hospitals. He says the old hospitals are going obsolete. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a new technology. Now we're hearing about Tesla's 6,000 technology, new things that will help us be in the modern era of medicine, of healthcare, of healing. And people can self-heal, yes, but we'll give them the, 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 the equipment, the uh, knowledge of self-healing. Right. Yeah, the body is designed to heal. That, that's kind of the whole premise behind what they're talking about. You need exactly. to provide the environment, but that the body will heal itself. And that's why I came here. So I would be double whammy, mm-hmm. an MD <laughs> and uh, a natural healer. Yes. Well, that, we need that. We definitely need that. Mm-hmm. Hand in hand. You were, so you're a occupastic surgeon as well. Yes, I'm a, an ophthalmic plastic and reconstructive surgery. Our surgeons, uh, sorry, uh, Oculoplastic is the old name of my diploma. He says ophthalmic plastic and uh, oh, uh, an orbital reconstructive, uh, reconstructive surgeon, but I'm also an ophthalmologist. That's my basic training. Okay. Wh- what are some of the things you specialize in that? In, in, in oculoplastic, I specialize in ptosis repair, mm-hmm. which is droopy eyelid. Yep. Uh, I, I specialize in cancer reconstruction, mm-hmm. you know, and I do. I take out the cancer and I reconstruct it right away because I see the margin. So the pathologist tells me the margin is clear. Okay. You can reconstruct now. Amazing. Yeah. So I was telling him before we started recording, I've had four ptosis surgeries. None of them were if they actually ended up doing a full like ocular uh, oculoplasty on it where they actually reconstructed yes. the lid because it wasn't the ptosis. just good actually. Hmm? It looks good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Because we do ptosis repair when they're young. Yes. You know, yep. I was very young. Yeah. It was, it was painful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you do uh, blepharoplastins, mm-hmm. brow lifts, you know, and I throw in a few facelifts here and there. Sure. Yeah. Um, so you, we were also talking about, and I'm, I'm very curious, I'd love for you to share with the audience because I was telling you, I recently had these Shalazians. Um, I know my mom's suffering with them also. And Years ago, if I ever mentioned a Shalazian, most people would look at me like I had 10 heads. You know, just not something people had heard about. They'd heard of a sty, but not necessarily Shalazian. And now it seems to be very common. And uh, my eye doctor said, well, she was very careful about how she worded it. She said, I don't know what you believe politically, but I think they're putting something in the air. So, uh, yeah, I'd love you to share your thoughts on that. Well, I always in Shalazians because I'm the... End point right. of it. 
So, and they were, I noticed about three, four years ago, they said again, and really awful. And sort of religious ties, like you say, that they can go away with one compressors. Mm-hmm. We now have to do excision, bi- excision biopsy. Mm-hmm. All you don't have to do about is just excision. So you have to excise it. But it heals so well mm-hmm. and the results were great. But sometimes they will recall and recall. And I have one particular one recall eight times. You have what? Eight I, times? Eight times recall. Come, come in. Oh, gosh. Now I hope that doesn't... Mine did actually come back. They put me on a round of uh, drops and you know, and then they put me on oral antibiotics. Yes. And that did, I, I'm not a fan of, you know, overusing antibiotics. But when people t- tell me you never need antibiotics, I'm like... I, I've definitely experienced times where I'm grateful to have them. So. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and Shinesian, what it is, basically, it's a cyst. Yeah. But it's a cyst, They're like an oil gland cyst. Right. So you can't give it the drops or ointment. It can't be topical. You have to go in, right. open up the sack, yeah. take out the sack, and then it just heals in 48 yeah. hours or so. Or drain. You know, yeah. It, it, it was, I take out most of the... Sure. You know, and I try to take out the sack because right. since it's a cyst, if you don't take out the sack, it will just fill up Go again. back. Yeah, sure. Which I, yeah, I think that is what happened. But then after the antibiotics, it was, it was done. But it was scary because that's my one eye. Oh, yeah, and often all you see the effects of the uh, vaccine on the eye, either in the back of the eye on the retina where they're seeing blood clots and chalazion, uh, whatever. I mean. And so many things happening with the eye. Yeah. So, actually, an ophthalmologist can tell those who are vaxxed and those who are vaxxed by looking in the back of their eye. Can they? Yes. That's amazing. Yes. Um, what What are your thoughts on, like, the shedding and uh, that, you know, people who haven't taken it but who may be feeling effect? The shedding is a phenomenal... It, it, it's something we have to deal with mm-hmm. because... Um, with the shedding, you're getting sick all over again. And uh, according to um, the theories that mm-hmm. people are talking about, um, 5G is also can give you COVID-like. Right. So they aerosolized some of the uh, things that are in the vaccine. We won't talk about it here because mm-hmm. we're not trying to be political. We're just trying to mm-hmm. speak on the healthcare of the patients. Mm-hmm. And so patients, they say, I have covid they may just have COVID-like illness, mm-hmm. and they don't. They don't. They don't. Uh, they don't really have any uh, uh, the COVID infection. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing more and more, and this variant is particularly vicious. Vicious, mm. particularly. Okay. So, what do you recommend people do? Um, I like Dr. Addis's uh, recommendation mm-hmm. that nicotine patch mm-hmm. is good. Okay. Because if you're going to be outside. You, yeah, in a group like it, where we wear conferences, you yeah. need to wear your patch. Okay, interesting. Yeah, at least I do. Yeah, do you? I do. So, I have right now. And do you really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you? So I know some nicotine crops are much more uh, like pesticide-ridden and uh, contaminated than others. So, what what do you tell people to look for? The patches. Well, also, or do they have fillers in the patch? Like, what do they use? No, there's no fillers in the patch. Okay, but like, um, but I, from theory, mm-hmm. I would think that the gum was worse than the patch. Okay, the patch has to go through your skin. Right, but we already have stuff going through our skin, and so you do do the detox. You know, do detox. You know, mm-hmm. detox from the, the, the what is from anything. everything. 
What type of detox do you recommend? Well, I've never done one. Oh. And so, but I do other things. I take my ivermectin mm-hmm. as prevention because that kills the parasites. So, um, what we're here to do is to learn mm-hmm. how we can safely bring our patients to the safety because shedding is a big thing. Right. And these are super vaxxers. Super shedders. Right. Yeah. Right. It's incredible. You know, because I'm always coughing if I have shedders around me. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I, I've seen that. I thought that on one of the slides they were talking about the symptoms and the coughing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely feel like I experience symptoms that it wasn't. I think it's different. Well, depends on what areas it affects you. Well, worried about the toxins. Yes. But I don't know how they can do it. These people have, they know how to do anything. So, yes, it's possible there is contaminants mm-hmm. in your own patch. So I just buy one from Walgreens or something okay. and I use it in the land. Eat. You're right. See, which one is worse? Right. The cough or toxin? Sure, right. Yeah. And you weigh that out. Yeah. What we have to do is manufacture the one without. Yeah, exactly. I think so. I'm a pharmacist as well. So I think of pharmaceutical, you know, how do we manufacture? Yeah. And what what the materials that they're using? Because, like, the plastics, right? They're putting that right on, and then that's going through your skin. It's so, difficult. They are ahead of us. Mm-hmm. We have to catch up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Do you have anything else you want to uh, share with us? Yes. Sometimes I cough. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't. But I think the air here is bad. I think so too. I'm feeling it. I <laughs> in my room. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. So um, when I step out, actually, there I feel better than in here. I'm gonna. Um, what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna study. The match and see okay. what they have yeah. in it. But Dr. Alice uses it and he's, he's fine. He yeah. gives it to his family and they're all fine. That's great. All right. Well, I will look into that as well. Okay. So, yeah, keep me posted. Sorry about the cough. No, no, no. We'll get you some tea. So, but tell everybody where they can find you. And all right. Well, yep. they can call us at 713 7093. Sorry about that. That's the clinic, and we have a website, okay. beautiful website. They can go and look mm-hmm. and send us messages. And website. what's the website? It's uh, www.vthewellnessresort.com. All right. Well, I'll, I'll post the link to that so everybody can find you and the number. Thank you so much for being here, and thank you for watching. Thank you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.